I like this shirt, Adam. Thank know. you. Is this new? It is. I got it online. Plastic Beach. Plastic Beach. Mm. I had a baseball t-shirt, and I was like, I really like that three-quarter sleeve. Now all we need to get you is massive arms. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying these sleeves aren't... Aren't showing off my small arms. About, right the man I'm looking at is chiseled. He's got the SpongeBob. I got a great arms He is chiseled. As you far chiseled. as our listeners know, I am exactly. Adam's I am Adam's enormous. A beefcake, ladies am, yeah. and gentlemen, and in betweeners. Mm-hmm. Nice save. Yeah, you gotta get them all. <laughs> Just like that. that was Actually, you know what? Cancelled in the first no, thirty seconds. Only gentlemen, <laughs> only gentlemen are, are welcome to see Adam's arms. Adam. Gentlemen's and Leslie's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leslie's and gentlemen. What's that? What is the episode? Yeah, I think it's just it's just the, the way your ear drops sounds. You need better insulation. Welcome to the Beehive. Uh, actually, don't. It's, this place looks great. Right. Yeah. Welcome to season three, episode four, the podcast where we judge Adam's <laughs> Adam's home. Uh it's late enough in me having uh, a signed a lent- rental agreement for me to move out, <laughs> but it's early enough in settling on a design theme for me to be able to change it. Nice. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, we should keep that. Yeah, uh, the podcast where we watch. That episode of a television Late enough in the show to be good. Early enough in the season to make sense. We yeah. have a guest on today. The incomparable Thomas McManus. Thomas um, McManus. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. It's so yeah. good to be here. Uh, for HIPAA reasons, uh, I may or may not be Thomas McManus. I could be uh, anybody in this chair. Mm. I guess we'll never know. You got it. <laughs> yes. And and for all you listeners. The um, unverified Thomas If you McManus. didn't know, this is now, Adam and I, this whole time I've been getting our doctorates and now this is a, this is a session. Yep. So yeah. Yep. that's why he mentioned the HIPAA. That's right. Uh, this is going to be a, a therapy session. I've been uh, taking a deep dive into the psyches of Lisa and Adam for the past couple of years. Oh, and, boy. Uh, I have some thoughts, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to draw some pictures for them and get their inputs in a second. And you guys won't know anything about it because this is a, not a visual medium. Yeah. Draw some pictures. The great thing about podcasts is you can really get personal growth through audio. I think what you get from Lisa and I at the beginning of this episode or session, I mean, you will... <laughs> You will see a dramatic shift by the end of this. Session. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right now, Thomas, the the person known as Thomas McMahon, Manis, formally, what? Formally, formally known as Thomas formally McManus. As so right now, the person formally known as Thomas McManus, formally seems formally seems <laughs> <laughs> totally normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm already going batshit in this mm-hmm. chair. Uh, by we, the end of this, yeah, he'll probably be shirtless. Just blotted feces 
all over his body. Anything could happen. By the way, just to give everybody a sort of visual about what's going on right now, um, <laughs> Lisa is uh, laying stiff as a board on a chaise lounge, and mm -hmm. we've turned a uh, chaise lounge upside down, hung it from the ceiling, and Adam is laying flat on that, and they're making yeah. eye contact. Mm -hmm. I have never been more comfortable in it's, my life. It, we are keeping a six-foot distance, just for safety's yeah, sake. Yeah, six feet in the air. Uh, but uh, it is the way to communicate with anyone. I, I refuse to do psychotherapy any other way. Right. <laughs> is that what it's called? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Let's do psychotherapy. <laughs> It does it's get not CBT. Speaking of psycho, speaking of <laughs> things, anything can happen here. That's right. We watched the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh I, we should totally oh, put that. Oh, that would have been a great sound cue. Well, we're gonna do. We'll put it in. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can do that, right? That's that's pretty good, actually. That. that what good. is that sound? Is that the door opening? Uh, it's just the the sound of a spiral, I guess. Mm. Spiraling. Entering the other dimension. Uh -huh. mm. Uh, Thomas, why did you pick this show? Well, I, I wanted to do Naruto, but the season, the fourth episode of the third season of both halves of Naruto is really bad. Mm. It's a filler episode. Uh, so I figured, hey, why do not that. do uh, just Twilight us. Zone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do that just us. The second one. I mean, it would, would kind of work because like, the, the filler episodes are all like, you can, you can just jump right in. It's mm -hmm. a story of the week. I, I always kind of like the Twilight Zone. I've seen a couple episodes of it. From what I've seen, it's uh, it works well as a sort of anthology style thing. I feel like, I don't know, at least the episodes I've heard from you guys, you don't often do the anthology. I think you've done a couple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Bob Ross is sort of a mm. adventure yeah. of the week thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> I, uh, I have known Adam probably longer than any other ho guest other than his mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Second place. Not a lot of people know this, but... I have actually, uh, I went to high school with Adam, yeah. um, somewhere that may or may not be in Minneapolis. I can't really remember, to be honest. Yeah. And Adam and I actually have been in the Twilight Zone together. Yeah. Briefly. How we? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Adam and I were in the Twilight Zone. Um, it happened at the, uh, uh, I won't give specific names. It happened on stage during a, uh, <laughs> oh no. It happened on stage during a uh, presentation of Grease, uh -huh. in which uh, Adam playing Sonny mm -hmm. and me playing Kaniki were sort of uh, nonplussed at our uh, mutual friend. I'll, I'll drop his full name. <laughs> <laughs> playing oh, Danny Zuko. Hardwood Floors. Oh, hardwood hardwood Floors. It was a, uh, a sold out show of mm -hmm. uh, a sort of a... A piecemeal audience of uh, teachers and parents and impressionable youths, peers. Uh, this is a, it was like a pretty big stadium for a high school. It was a big. It was a big theater. Full and it, yeah. it had good acoustics. Oh yeah. Ooh. Like when when you hear a noise, it kind of reverberates. It goes. It does. Well did and I. So it, okay, I know the story now. <laughs> I know the specific. Yeah, one when we're we were in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, together. yeah, the Twilight Zone. So we we entered the stage, and uh, our <laughs> our friend Danny Zuko was he had joined a sports team uh -huh. out of nowhere. <laughs> this is Danny Zuko, cool uh, cigarette smoking. He's above it all. Uh, yeah, T bird loving, womanizing Danny Zuko, mm -hmm. joining a sports team. So Sonny uh, as Adam and. Uh, Adam as Sonny and me as Kaniki were uh, confused by this. And um, Danny Zuko tells us to buzz off. 
And then as he's running away, uh, playing Danny Zuko, lets out the most perfect bubble of a fart. Oh, really? Yep. Like one of the most like comedic. <laughs> I, I can't even. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anything will pale in comparison to the actual on thing. stage. On, on stage, and I don't know if only Adam and I heard it. <laughs> I, I, I don't assume know everyone did, did but yeah. the moment after the <laughs> fart happened, till Adam said his first line, uh-huh. I swear to God, lasted years. <laughs> we entered a wormhole. Yep. And yep. we made eye contact we made and we went to the Twilight <laughs> we Zone. We really <laughs> there. Oh, man. The other time that I feel like we entered the Twilight Zone together was on a, a open mic talent show at our uh, school i I had always wanted to perform and you were like oh i know how to play some instruments and stuff we should do a couple songs oh boy um and i i thought that would be cool we had practiced rehearsed maybe for less than an hour at at one point in time that is the adam way (laughs) that's the way i do playing an instrument that he doesn't play yeah (laughs) he's he's omitting that i i uh, was on the bongos i definitely i was on the bongos what the fuck i don't play any instruments um and then we had rehearsed just a little bit we knew the words basically um we (laughs) open up to sing our first number which was um johnny cash's uh, I we was I walk the line. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I walk yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah. And, and but the thing about that song is Johnny Cash changes the key every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time he does a uh, does a thing, um, does a, a stanza. Um, and we started at the lowest <laughs> part of our register. We started where the song ends. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! So bad. halfway through that stanza, I'm like, we can't go. <laughs> And I broke down and started laughing for the entirety of the song. I couldn't finish it. We were on stage. We did. And then we ended, we, you know, at a certain point when you go too low, you just got to start back up at the top. And go back up. So we did. You go back up. So that's what we did. That's what the we Adam did. Adam is red in the face. Oh, my God. He's losing it right now. I literally, now. I, that was that. We've opened up the repression vault because uh-huh, I forgot uh-huh. about that. Oh, man. A lot See, of experience. Psychotherapy's working. It's working. We're getting to it. I, I had a flashback today to that time we um, we picked up a – on our on our senior hour break, we picked up oh, a yeah. full chicken. What? From yep. the grocery store. Sure. <laughs> yeah, an hour. Took it, took it to the school – into our lounge and just started eating it. No, Hold on, like a rotisserie chicken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling it apart like, like animals. <laughs> just like you were, reaching were you out hungry? like animals. <laughs> we were told. Yeah, we were grown boys. <laughs> oh, we were told we couldn't eat it in the lounge. They are pretty massive. You gotta have a lot of protein. I actually have this great picture of Adam that his arms accidentally look way longer than normal. Uh, but still swole as fuck though. Yeah, right. it's all, it's it's scary. <laughs> Vascular. We were scary. told we were told we couldn't eat it in the lounge, so we took it outside and put it on the sidewalk and all crouching ate it, <laughs> picking off the. Oh bone. my god! <laughs> yeah, like animals. Holy like shit! Like fucking animals. Yeah. 
It's great. We that time I wasn't a... laughing. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't realize. Not, not, we didn't realize that, that was <laughs> no. any any in any way out of the ordinary. Yeah, the teachers are watching you like. <laughs> what the fuck? Did they? Was there a dare? Like what happened? Uh, this episode, the passerby. <laughs> no. While headed home, a Confederate soldier meets an anguished woman at the end of the Civil War. Directed by Elliot Silverstein and written by Rob. Rob Sterling. Uh, it starred James Gregory as the Confederate sergeant, Joanne Linville as Lavina Godwin, and Rex Holman as, well, I, I put Rex Holman in there because he was on the thing. He had a couple lines. He was Charlie Constable. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Constable. Charlie Constable. Charlie Constable. I really, I mean, you said shell-shocked, but I thought, yeah, I, I guess I, got, I thought the same thing. I just don't know if shell-shocked is the term anymore. Or that I would mean, have I been know the it's term not the term at anymore. the time. Right? Or no, shell shock was World War I. Term, yeah. They would have called it, um, what would they called it back then? Nothing. Yellow belly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they would have looked away. They just look away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Don't talk about violence. Don't. I've yeah. had enough. <sighs> uh, shit. Mm. This uh, this doesn't give anything. This description yeah. doesn't give anything. Um, what, Lisa? What's your experience with Twilight Zone? I feel like I watched a couple episodes of like the revival in the two thousands, maybe, mm. or like the late nineties, maybe. That's it. I've and watched. I know the theme song. Watch none. No Twilight Zone. I've seen clips of the guy breaking his glasses. That's, yeah, that's, that's a all great one. Yeah. That's an all-timer. Yeah, the, the one Adam's referring to uh, is often rated the like the best one. This is the best Twilight Zone episode, and it's about this guy uh, who has these like huge like uh, Coke bottle glasses, mm -hmm. um, and all he wants to do in life is read classic literature. Like he loves his his idea of like he he'll like read. Uh, uh, volumes of like Dickens, like an alcoholic sneaks like little peaks of of, <laughs> of of whiskey and stuff. And for some reason, his wife just hates that he likes to read. Like it's like a huge problem Weird. in their relationship. Like he can't stop reading, and she just doesn't. She doesn't want him to read. Maybe, oh. maybe she wants him to hang out with with the, with the crew. Maybe go see. Maybe go see a play by maybe, Shaw. Yeah, you know, go watch the new Batman. Here. Uh, so how how is their situation solved? Um, how, well, it's the fifties, so a nuclear apocalypse in which oh. he he sort of sleeps in this little library uh, cubicle that has somehow shielded him from maybe the destruction of the world. Maybe the bunker. Maybe that because that's the episode that came right before this episode. Let me do, double be. check. Um, and so he wakes up to a world where there is nobody. There's zero people. Oh on no. Earth. Uh, not even in, his wife. In, not even his wife. Oh, man, you fucked uh, it. And he's sort of, like, a little bit sad. Uh, but he, not that sad. Like, not as sad as you would think. Like, he's sort of just confused, sort of looking around, like, where is everybody? And uh, it ends with him sort of finding a library. Uh, nice. Or, like, looking around, finds where all the books are. And he's so happy. Like, oh, my gosh, finally. Time enough at last, I think it's called. It's what it's called. Because it's like, finally, I have enough time to read the for as long as I want the rest of my life. Wow. And the last shot, he opens this first book 
and his glasses fall off and they break. <laughs> yeah, it's like a comic. Yeah, yeah. Like this is that is a Mr. Bean plot. Oh, that it's sucks, a, dude. It's and like you a, can't read anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, what you wish would happen to Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Something like, awful. Like, Just what? yuck his yum. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, there are some weird things that are of the time. It's a period piece. And it mm-hmm. is a show that came out in the 60s, 50s? 61. Early 60s, yeah. So, it just this is like after the Korean War and during like the Vietnam War, I believe. It's after Korea, before Nam. Before Nam? Mm-hmm. I mean, current Nam, like, they're fighting with the French and we're kind of helping. But before we like started our invasion, <sighs> which happened in 60... Not okay. So, so when they say Vietnam War, they're not necessarily. It's like a twenty-year war, but that doesn't necessarily reflect our involvement. Yeah, I mean, I I think Vietnam started like right around when Korea ended, which is like fifty-five. Yeah. Um, because I know they're they're like they sort of parallel each other in a lot of ways, but like Nam, uh, the North Vietnamese sort of rebelled against the French. Uh, and then America sort of didn't do anything, but like sort of, you know, covert operations. Yeah. Like, oh, here, you know, here's some military personnel and stuff, but we didn't like become the sort of face of Vietnam until JFK. Dang. I think. Well, when I Googled Rod Sterling, Ron. Rod. Rod. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Serling. There's no T. There's, there's <laughs> no T. Yeah. T. Change your name, dude. Sterling is like such a great Hollywood last name. It is. Yeah. I t- I fucking typed Sterling too in our script. Did you look yeah. up the wrong? The no, wrong I just Rod? I probably oh, like I probably just thought it was that. <laughs> so I just probably thought. What's Rod's deal? Rod was a parachuter in. He was in the 11th Airborne Division. Way to go, Rod. Yeah, on April. 25th, 1944, received orders, and he was being sent west to California. He'd be, he'd be fighting the Japanese rather than Germans. Yeah. Oh, he had hoped to help fight Hitler. Um, well, he's a he's a man yeah. about he's a man he about to. the the mission. You know, he's a man about you know goals and themes and stuff. Yeah. And sure. This is the war is not against the Japanese specifically. The war is trying to overcome this sort of. Thing. I would say that this yeah. episode then. It as like somebody who wrote it. If he's the person, he's the person who wrote it, right? Mm-hmm. Then it shows a reflection of like, oh, actually, this isn't good. Like mm-hmm. it, it because there's like, I mean, we see the episode opens with a bunch of men returning from the war, a bunch of Confederate soldiers, some Union soldiers returning from the war. Yeah, and oh, sort of, and, <laughs> and like walking along a road, um, uh, going home basically because their fight is over. Um, and they just look disheveled and and broken and <laughs> fucked up. And fucked up. They look fucked yeah. up. The he says they're um, they have shattered dreams, which that, I yeah. thought was weird. Like, who goes to war with dreams? But I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just like when you're young or you're dreaming of like it being over mm-hmm. and like getting to go home. And <sighs> could you imagine just like going to war? First of all, you're going to war. You're already in a shitty situation. 
And you can't even get a cab home. You just you gotta walk. You gotta walk. You gotta you can't get a get on a jet a B fifty two or anything, you, you know. You can't afford a horse. You can't oh, yeah. you know, like there's just walking. You you've lost a leg and you just gotta fashion. That fucker was on a crutch for who knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Did you what the editing choices that I noticed though were like Rod being in the episode in of the time, but like dressed in his fucking tuxedo. Mm-hmm. That, that was one one of the many shocks. Of the, what a, uh, what yeah. a choice! Yeah, what a choice. <laughs> and there's a scene of like B-roll of just Lavinia's face that, like, when she's looking off it at what's his name, Consta- Constable, Constable, Char- yeah. Charlie Constable, Charlie Constable. She's like looking off at him leaving, and there's just like weird like shot of just her face, like a close up, mm. and then. <laughs> and then it fades, uh, and it seems so like out of place. There were a lot of jarring moments, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, beautifully shot overall, though. Beautifully, I, I mean, was surprised how great it looked. It looked yeah. so good yeah. for it having aired on like early television and yeah. stuff. Um, we were projecting it on my thing, and you're usually you usually just see the grains and all that kind of stuff. But because it's film, and I imagine they had good copies of it. Yeah. They, yeah, I guess it was well preserved. Then, yeah. and um, we have a, a better television than anyone. Yeah, than they know, would have had true. at the time. So beautiful. I thought it was beautifully acted too, even though it was very of the time. And they're playing these kind of larger than life characters. I thought they had like wonderful little moments. I really loved the moment where he like offers the the water to the to the the silhouetted soldier on the horse. And like realizes that the guy doesn't realize that the water is there. And so he like brings it down to the guy's hands. And it's like, it's small and it's very small in the frame. It's not the like main frame thing. And you're seeing, you're seeing a guy, a silhouette of a guy on a horse, a guy below him. And in the background, you're seeing um, uh, Lavinia and all of like that yeah. whole composition. Just really well beautiful. lit too. To get lit. the guy on the horse that dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and them just looking like so well like the and then back back in the day those lights were so huge and yeah. fucking hot as hell yeah and yeah. that sweat's probably real oh, on that guy's sweat. face oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they got him that was like a perfect silhouette mm-hmm. he looked like father from codename kids next door yeah see that one? <laughs> yeah it's just like a, a perfect silhouette of a man just a silhouette just silhouette of a man scaramouche scaramouche <laughs> Okay, so this episode has a <laughs> lightning. I guess you could call it a twist, right? Yeah, should we absolutely uh, should we explain the plot? Yeah, what what happens in it is the soldier meets this lady. They kind of he kind of befriends her. They both were on the side of the Confederates. Yeah, uh, he was a soldier. Her husband died fighting for the South, and um, I don't know. They find companionship in each other for a little while. He helps her with some chores, chopping wood. He's like, I've got a, I've always had a way with wood, whether it's uh, chopping it, yeah, shaping it. That, that was an oddly homoerotic it. line out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird like, yeah, sexually yeah. charged line for sure. There, there's, there's another moment that's sexually charged like that with Charlie too. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, oh, she's yeah. thinking of Judd, and she's. 
thirsty for like Charlie's just a like placeholder for him. Yeah, she is rubbing herself on him. Like she's like, oh, if you see Judd, <laughs> and like she goes it's in into yeah. him. It was maybe it's just that um on those early TVs you wouldn't have seen as much. You know, it would have been a little blurry. I, don't know. I think that so that's. I think that's sort of like the the director's acting cho- and or like actor's mm-hmm. choice. Yeah, I think that's definitely what they would have done at the time in movies too. Right? Just that. Yeah. Like he's gone. You've you've been here with the fever. You're horny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was lean. down bad. Yeah, she was. she was ready for the she first. Was. I mean, when the when the soldier was gonna leave to go back on the road, she was like, "But I'll be alone. <laughs> I'll be alone. Look yeah. deep into his eyes. But then I'll be alone." I've always had a way with wood, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, last person we see her with is Abe Lincoln. That's so true. Sky's oh the limit, baby, for, for you fan fiction writers out there. <laughs> I think, yeah, we, we've we've seen enough literature about Abe having sex with yeah. people. I've definitely heard Absolutely. That. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know it? if I've seen any literature Damn. about Abe having sex with people. What was the... What kind of nasty shit are you reading? You gotta check out Archive of Our Own. I'm not into presidential... <laughs> That's not a kink for me, okay? Okay, like... fair enough. No presidential kink? No. Stepping on president's necks. That might be... That's a little more up my alley. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, okay. So, wouldn't be into that. I, well, I, wa- I just wanted to know when when it was for you that you realized what the twist was. I uh, It took me longer than it should have, mm-hmm. definitely. I, yeah, you had a unique viewing experience. I had a unique viewing experience. <laughs> I um, viewed this... Uh, it's, been, it's been a busy week. Uh, so I viewed this, uh, in sort of two minute spurts on bathroom breaks. Maybe I was at work. Maybe I was at a movie. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, it took, it took me like until the, uh, the silhouette guy before I realized like, oh, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was like first being like, oh, like look how terrible the like civil war was and like how horribly they're like the veterans like they have to walk back they can't even take the railroads because they're broken like they have to walk back home like isn't that brutal and like oh you see charlie constable but he just has like ptsd he's not Mm -hmm. like dead or anything uh and then yeah they lay they lay it on pretty heavy once the silhouette guy shows up and they show you like they have the guy sort of like uh realize that he is dead and because they they die together basically mm-hmm. like the the silhouette guy sees the uh character who has a way with wood uh laying on the ground <laughs> and like even though they're on different sides of the war the guy the man who has a way with wood is a, a confederate and the silhouette guy is a union fighter the union guy like tends to him sort of brings him into his little troop and then immediately like they're they get exploded with shrapnel and they both die mm-hmm. so he's like recounting this tale like to the guy like i remember you that's right you were there <laughs> and you, your good. face was it was torn up with shrapnel and you went blind you kept saying i'm blind i'm blind so he's like realizing like oh i'm dead yeah i'm sort of remembering this yeah. it's been out of my memory and you're also dead and then it's like oh well probably everybody's dead mm-hmm. uh, everybody involved and then they like literally say that I, Abraham Lincoln in this episode says the words "I am dead." Yep. Yeah. So in case how's that for it. some trauma? Yeah. I mean, talk about like telegraphing. You know, like who are the assassinated presidents and who got elected in 1960? Uh, uh, I'm talk about conspiracy theories. Uh, uh, 
Rod when Sterling. Did you, when did you realize that? Uh, I realized it uh, one of the first shots where they are talking about, oh, it's the lady's like, uh, she gets up from her chair and she's like, oh, and he's like, are you all right, ma'am? And she's like, oh, I just had a fever. Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I just, you know, I'm just, I just need a rest a little bit. And then she says, she looks out at the people walking by and she's like, but they just keep coming mm. day and night walking by all these soldiers going home. But my old, uh, I don't know what she, her husband, Judd, Judd. Judd. Judd's never coming home. And she had like a couple moments where, where she had a really good like delivery and a really passionate, like she about, sold it. She really, she really, sold, really it. sold it. Yeah. And there are other times where she does something and it's like, because yeah. we're not used to that style of acting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's tough to have any sympathy for like, uh with her with her plantation like, house you, all exploded you know you're like oh yeah. she's got a little you know like mrs havisham thing going on but you're like it's like yeah she's wrong but like man like <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's the acting and the writing you yeah. know it's yeah. like yeah objectively she's in the wrong yeah and that's like the moral of the story is like the way that this woman is is bad mm-hmm. and she kind of moves on at the end and mm-hmm. that's like grasping towards something good oh see i took it as like it literally doesn't matter what side you're on the whole situ like situation of going to war is like we're all the same at the end it's Mm. all bad yeah i think it was definitely a little bit of both and uh i think that is part of what is uh, a little bit uncomfortable about it it's because like of all the wars to say that about yeah, yeah oh, the futility weird. of war and the pointlessness yeah. of it. It's like, really, you're gonna pick the American Civil War? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, maybe we're really talking about Korea, and maybe we're really talking about like I don't know the War of 1812 or something. But like, it's like, <laughs> oh, this was one of the trivia facts for this episode was that at the time it was controversial to call it the Civil War. Really, the War of Northern. And they aggression. called it the War. Uh, of the uh, states or something. It, like in the early in 60s? In the South, it was controversial. In the early 60s still? Or yeah. in the time of the war? It wasn't until the civil rights. Wow. Basically, the revolution happened that the South started calling it the Civil War. Wow. Supposedly. According to Amazon Trivia, anyway, which is, we watched this on Amazon, but you can find it on Daily Motion. You can. You can <laughs> find it for free if you'd like. I realized it when Thomas realized it. So, uh, you know, we, we aren't all as <laughs> insightful as you, Adam, apparently. I mean, uh, it might it might also have to do with the fact that I was in a play of Eurydice. Mm. Um, and, like, I, I kind of look for that story in things. I, I'm primed <laughs> to look for that story of, like, oh, you know, like, like, peop- like lost souls, um... Like, I immediately mapped the drinking of the water to, like, the River of Sticks after I realized uh. it and, like, them forgetting and stuff. But it just, like, uh, like I don't know, just that that kind of story of people being in some sort of um, yeah. afterlife that isn't... A toilet zone. I was expecting it just to be a little more horrifying, I think. Mm. I was expecting something more sinister. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't sci-fi. It wasn't horror. It was almost a ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it ended up being more of like a play, more of like a. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, you could you could stage this one. Absolutely. Put this one on a stage. It's also out of the... I haven't seen that many Twilight Zone episodes, but at, at least out of the more famous ones. It's like the only one that I've seen that's like optimistic in any way. Mm. Like usually all of them are just about like the pointlessness of everything. Or like man's just fallen nature. Wow. Or like, uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be terrible if like a child were given a lot of power? It's like, yeah. So Rod Serling is, but this one is like, like really uh, not like, optimistic. You know, sometimes you need to embrace finality, and that's yeah. the only way you can find peace. It's I mean, like, that's a nice message. When uh, when Judd was talking about like life is like a song, and he said he like made that. That, that was a pretty beautiful line. It was great. Yeah. It, it was gorgeous. <laughs> He's singing it out. But we were all Lavinia in his arms. We Absolutely. were. We were. <laughs> we were grasping at his nipples or whatever she was trying to get a hold of. I don't of. know if we were doing that. <laughs> she was really I was looking Adam. for it. <laughs> what, were you, what were you thinking when we watched the episode? <laughs> That's a nice use of we. <laughs> we were grasping we at his nipples. We were grasping at his nipples. Yeah, they... There are some very gorgeous moments in this, like where Lavinia is talking about something and, and uh, the sergeant, I think his name is, what is his Abby. Name? Abby? He's, he, he talks Abby. about how his dad would say, Abby, you got nothing inside you but soft mush and proud bought ballads. Oh, yeah. So like he would stick his <laughs> finger in my mouth and oh, say, wow. Abby. By the way, all, all impressions of him thus far have been inaccurate. What he sounds like is yeah. like a bullfrog like a monotone bullfrog southern. <laughs> the man is sort of talking like this the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he's that's almost got like a jazzy, like, New York thing going on. Yeah. But like in the, the <laughs> that's about true. About my, my, my daddy hated me. You're no good troubadour. You're going to know. Except I talking from like, the bottom of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about accents that nowadays, when we hear an accent, we're like, that's some phony shit. And back then, you hear it and you're like, yeah. Holy shit, they're doing it. What's that? I don't know. I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. You don't know like people Lisa, make fun that? of people's accents all the time in in Philly. You ever see a movie that you just No. <laughs> no movies. I no picked movie. you. No. Yeah, like... I picked you. It's not really a cinephile. No. So. so I mean, last movie Thomas ever saw was when he and I watched Midsummer together. We did watch Midsummer together. Really? Yeah. What speaking, a speaking of Twilight Zones, on July 4th. Yeah. As Oh, yeah. yeah it was July 4th, and fireworks were going off outside the theater. Oh, yeah. Adam and I do a lot of liminal stuff together. <laughs> we're, we that's really the most like, accurate. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was already incredibly drunk by the time I showed up. Uh-huh. What my the friend, fuck? My friend Connor was there. And, drunk to go see Midsummer? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the Florence Pugh film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, like, just came out, too. Yeah. Like, it was... I don't know why it was, it was so impres- it, like present and we needed to do it. It was midsummer, I guess. Yep. Damn. Just, yeah. We seek out weird yeah, experiences. We get there. On the on the banks of the Mississippi yeah. mm-hmm. by that weird wall that has a little graffiti thing in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's house. a different thing. But, it, yeah. That does also seem liminal. like a very Adam very thing. Liminal. Just like <laughs> we're all <laughs> chugging black should. coffee right we, now. Yeah, I'm we're, doing we're exhausted people. I don't, yeah, we're, we're really tired of on. Lisa this is the first frantically time searching through various devices with notes on them <laughs> from Rachel's <laughs> lounges. We we look insane right now. Yeah. Oh God, we got to talk about something. I uh, mean, the thing is, is it's so thin of a sh- like it's okay. It's well done, well done television. It was a great episode. It's very, it's a beautiful little play. I had criticism. Uh, 
You have criticism? Yeah, what when, you, you, when you first walked in, the first thing I said was like, I thought it was a little, right. what did I say? Insulting to women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because that's the way that they would represent a woman at that time and a woman of that time. Mm-hmm. Which. But she's also a white plantation owner. Yeah, too. well, I like, didn't, you know, taking yeah. that, they didn't seem to care about that in the storytelling. True. So why would that be a factor in how they represented her if they didn't care about the Confederate soldiers being represented any which way? That's interesting. Unless like, we're supposed to be much more offended by the fact that uh, that guy can play an instrument and, and talks about wood, but... Uh, why would we be offended that he can play an instrument? You know, like maybe that's like a what did they what did he say his dad called him a troubadour or something? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. He's like being effeminate like, somehow. But. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why you could be offended by that. Uh, the way she's lusting after that guy and like the way that she wants, she can't be alone. You know. Yeah. But that is like. I mean, potentially pretty good representation of like the time. It's also like someone dealing with facing death too. Like what? Like how do you behave when you're when you won't accept that you are dying or dead? Well, yeah, yeah. that too. Right? Like, like yeah. she, it takes her way longer to figure it out. To, yeah. to what did I say? To be in on the joke, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, than for any, anybody else to. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that that also was like a oh, okay, obviously. She's just dumber than <laughs> yeah. It like she her, just yeah, it takes the longest. To you figure made out. this yeah. woman the dumb one, the butt of the joke. I mean, there's not a joke. Everyone's dead, but mm-hmm. that I also took a little bit of what's the word? I took issue with, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But again, like it's still a great episode of TV, and also weird to have a show about the Civil War and not a single black person in it. It's a, a pretty yeah, pretty yeah. glaring omission. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. It's a, it was made in 1961. Like representation was pretty piss poor back then across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like still. Give me Sydney <laughs> Poitier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no the, black so those are all the things. Civil War is what this episode sort yeah. of presents, which is uh, not true. Just like hire a couple of black extras. Like they're, they're, throughout the whole episode, yeah. there are people yeah. walking. There's in just the people walking yeah. by in the background. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you're telling a story, like, this particular story about, like, oh, well, you know, a, a white plantation owner probably wouldn't react well to, like, a black person asking her for water. True. So, and like, I, the whole the whole way the episode is structured, like, it makes sense for the two main characters to be white in this context. But it's, like, and you, I feel like it's still, you know, you can still say something profound about, like, racial dynamics within that context. But it's, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There should be black people in this story. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think, the, like, it's just a glaring omission, a pretty loud <laughs> silence. The one thing is that this is me painting with a brush now that that could excuse things is that where are they walking to, right? They're walking towards death. They're walking yeah. towards, an at, like, the afterlife. But maybe maybe they're not necessarily heading towards any sort of heaven. And maybe this is true. all uh. of these people walking this road are going Including Abraham Lincoln. Going including to hell. Abraham Lincoln going this is to hell. that's absolutely true. And I, I had the like the first time I watched it, I I thought that it was sort of like a 
uh, an endless road thing. Like they're never getting anywhere. Mm. Ah. They're mm-hmm. all just sort of moving because they they keep saying like I don't know where I'm going, and they mention that it's like 50 miles long or something. Yeah, everywhere miles. you go, there's, there's burned down houses and people like me. Yeah, and so it's like yeah, maybe where they're going ain't so great. You know, they're not there. Mm-hmm. Oh you know? no, they're here. They're in the they're in the twilight zone. They're in the twilight zone. Um, I would, I would like a, a really strong stance that Abraham Lincoln <laughs> is going to hell. Didn't make it. Yeah. Sorry, well, folks. he didn't. He like he did own slaves, despite you know, like I feel like his whole thing wasn't about like, yeah, I believe black people should be treated equally and and not be slaves. It was like for other other reasons, wasn't it? I don't think Abraham Lincoln owned slaves. I think you're thinking of Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I like Lincoln made a point of like, like he did the the, the Emancipation, Emancipation Project. Yeah. yeah, but he I feel like that. I thought he owned slaves. I don't believe so. I might be wrong. I'm by no means an mm-hmm. American history buff. I mean, like most of the founding fathers did. Yeah, it's like it, up till Lincoln, like I, many presidents owned mm-hmm. slaves. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he personally didn't just because he was such a big uh, abolitionist um i do know that like a big sort of part of his uh political posturing at the time which like i think partially is pragmatic but also like looks really really bad when you look back is like he again and again and again like in all sort of his rhetoric about abolition like re uh reinforce the like racial hierarchy he's mm. like i'm oh. not so like there are a lot of like really ugly quotes that he has where he's like yeah like yeah these people should be free but like all that other stuff is true yeah, yeah and yeah. like yeah that that looks really bad <laughs> like there's just really no excuse for that um you know that being said i feel like <laughs> you know if i were uh, uh in charge of uh you know shepherding lost souls to the afterlife which, you know, I've done from time to time. Yeah, what, I'd, I'd probably let Abe in. That makes sense. It's a, I think Abe in. When you're walking in the liminal spaces. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You let Abe in. Just or maybe not. Maybe it's a, we're, we're, we're in the Calvinist world and just everybody's fucked. Nobody's getting in. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then then there should be black people in the... Let, let's look this up. Okay. I want to know it if Abraham Lincoln... It says he, well, he's not on this Wikipedia thing, so... Wow. Okay, well... It says Ulysses S. Grant would have been the last one, too. Okay. But so he did believe in white supremacy. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. I mean, cool, yeah. cool, cool. He just thought it was morally wrong to own people. Mm, right. I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to ask Abe about it. We'd have to uh, ask him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, Abe, if you can, just give us a call. Give us a hey, call. Abe, if you're listening, you have a first off, stop, around here? stop driving, first of all. I don't Abe? think I think Leslie is anti Ouija. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think she's anti Ouija. Even the, she well, she said, Ouija we should get her out here. L- ladies and gentlemen. Or is it Ouija? <laughs> it's a Procter and Gamble thing. It's like it's, there's no. Isn't that weird? People really believe in the Ouija board, but yeah. like it's it's, it's a, a capitalist it's, invention. It's, it's a broad game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Is it monopoly and monopoly? Is it you know? is it something that was invented? I mean, you want to talk about liminal? Let's go to let's go to a closed down Target right now and, and boot up a Ouija, shall we? <laughs> boot up a I mean, Ouija. That, that is that is like you're What's barreling the towards the twilight zone. There. You think there's a Ouija app? Oh yeah, yeah. It probably yeah. worked better on an iPad. <laughs> I I I just like I Ouija boards kind of freak me out. Ouija really. boards I come don't... from 1891. Wow. What? Dang. Are they like originally like some sort of 
Patented. Uh, like shaman. Okay. No. <laughs> I almost it's, said the word. It is a the word. Shamanistic was interrupted by patented. <laughs> yeah. It was in the era where people would invite people over to the house and have like a seance. Like, a seance. <laughs> yeah. They would do that. It was like you a get parlor. the town together. And... Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Ouija is is um. They claimed it was from an ancient Egyptian word meaning good luck. And it is Ouija. I don't... It doesn't have that on here. The fold name? F-U-L-D. And then Procter & Gamble probably just bought it. Hmm. Oh, maybe, yeah. Weird. Why? Yeah, board games. I know a thing about that. So this is something that just, like, white people invented and named after... Yeah. Uh, so technically, the Ouija board is supposed to be a good thing. It's just a fun thing. I think it's fun. It's fun. You're just supposed to. I think that there was a time where people were like, ooh, the occult. And now people are like, <laughs> uh, the occult. Or, or they have their own They have their own relationship to it. Like with uh, oh, the uh, ghost. That, ladies Speaking and gentlemen, of. we have been joined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Abraham Lincoln. He just walked off. <laughs> Lincoln's trying to get a Moscow. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you said something about the way that, like, presidents are, are represented in media <laughs> and a, yeah. that I thought was really, it really rang true. Where, like, he's talking to her like a child. Yeah. There's something about, like, we've heard the word founding father so much. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the only way. I don't know if it happens in, like, because you see, like, a video made for kids, like, teaching you, like, oh, I'm George Washington, and I, you know, I, I chopped down the cherry tree, and I, I could not tell a lie. <laughs> and they always have the thing that they say. But in, in this, in this like, the last sort of scene, uh, Abraham Lincoln gets the last word, and he just, like, very, like, uh, what's the word? I guess patronizing, literally. Yeah. Patronizingly, <laughs> like, talks to her and is like, you know, they consider me the last casualty of the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay, that's right, Mr. Lincoln. And they sort of frolic okay. to the afterlife. Yeah. Or maybe just forever on the road. Desperately rushes off after her husband. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is and an Abraham Lincoln's Lincoln. Left there. Yeah, there's an Abraham Lincoln jump scare in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> out of it's, nowhere. It's so Boom, he's there. weird it's that it's it's weird that they have that they laid it on so fucking thick because it's <laughs> it's so good. And then you get Abraham Lincoln and you're like, this is too much. Abraham yeah. Lincoln though, he delivers this beautiful like the way he says that Shakespeare line so thoughtfully. It was it was gorgeous. And you then, had a comment in a previous episode we did about people who quote things. What did I say? Nobody actually quotes oh, things. Oh yeah, nobody. Nobody quotes fucking things. quotes. But nobody things. actually quotes things, but Abraham Lincoln might, if he's on the road to death, quote something. That's and a good time to quote some Shakespeare. Quote you could quote Caesar. me on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in your pen. quote book. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> if you're Abraham Lincoln on the way to death, feel free to quote things. A it good was a book, good by the way, Lincoln in the Bar. I was just going to say, yeah. George Saunders. Haven't read it. That's oh, good. I good thought, reader. I did read Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and oh, it's a, pretty good. good. I watched the movie. The movie's awful. Well, it, it was. it's it a was poor representation it, of the book, at least. Oh. Mm. The book had, like, a lot of, it seemed like pretty accurate history mm. in it. Uh, Why is he hunting vampires? That I cannot remember uh, because they're they're trying they're they're white supremacist vampires and they want 
Uh, oh yeah, it's actually uh, pretty horrifying the yeah. things that they happen want, in the book. They want to suppress the black population to have a uh, blood a blood. constant blood source and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh Jesus! So yeah, and uh, body and, farming. Yeah, wow. and Abraham Lincoln uh, learned how to fight them uh, back in his little log cabin in Illinois. <laughs> here, um, yeah, Springfield. Springfield. Then he chopped down. He could chop down a tree with one one swing of his axe. In the yeah. in the movie, it was kind of fucking cool. It cool. is. It was pretty that fucking cool. It seems like he has to have some kind of powers. There's like no world where he can actually do that, right? All presidents are gifted with powers. Yeah. One president in each generation is chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when one president dies, the next, the president, next president is chosen. Yeah. Speaking of uh, liminal, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa, do you remember <laughs> when we first met? Uh, w- yeah. At, yeah. At, at the party, birthday and party. we had like a it wasn't so much you and me it was you <laughs> and a man who in my memory is seven feet tall and weighs 90 pounds very tall <laughs> he's very tall and very thin yeah jackson i jackson. forget his name jackson jackson he was a, jackson. a very striking man whoever yeah. he was he seemed very articulate and uh we in a uh <laughs> The suburb of a, a, a suburban backyard, and I guess it was kind of in the city still. Yeah, it was Avondale. Uh, Avondale. Avondale. in an Avondale backyard. Had a, I believe, four-hour-long drunken <laughs> argument about Buddhism, which seemed at the time like the most important dialogue that had ever taken yeah. place. Like, well, Jackson we, we wouldn't let it really... go. <laughs> no. <laughs> and um, I wouldn't let and this it go. was at like so. four in the morning. I mean, I believe that I said he is really was an tall, asshole. Right? He is. You yeah. did. That was yeah. that was your stance. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember you came into that party with the hot take that <laughs> that witches had cursed the moon. No, that, that wasn't my hot take. That was that was uh, that was, was going on. It was it was baby witches had accidentally hatched the moon. <laughs> That's right. That happened, yeah. Adam. Don't That's amazing. insult me. The thing is, is I go into my work and people are like, oh, <laughs> I just heard about it. People people say, with no joke in their mouth, Mercury's, Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. So, and like, I go into work and people say that, but nobody ever says to me shit like, baby witches hex the moon. Baby witches had hex the moon in the summer of, it was last year, wasn't it? It was 2020. 2020. 2020. Summer of 2020 in like June or July or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Baby witches had hex the moon. They had. It was, was like that on top of everything. But I don't know any baby witches. No, this was after COVID. Oh, it was yeah. after COVID. We could blame them for Omicron. No. Nah, or Delta. Okay, we'll do. Probably and Delta. More closer to the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that map's better. <laughs> when did we start tracking variants? Uh, oh. Delta was the first. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm, the very first variant? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I do not have. Why did we start with no. D? <laughs> I thought it had to do with the shape. Ah. A, C, D comes after C. COVID. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck yourself. That's true. God damn it. <laughs> we went to Epsilon after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, is Delta Epsilon Om- Omicron? No. Omicron is very end. Is Omicron yeah, even a Greek letter? Like I don't know. It's not. It's Om. I, I, I wish we would have named them like we do hurricanes. I thought you were going to say hurricanes. Gendered. <laughs> Gendered. Gendered. <laughs> they should have a, a no. The thing is, is if you start naming hurricanes after like men who've done bad things, 
that's in your, right. But they have Hurricane <laughs> Andrew. Who have done bad things. I was my first thought was Hurricane Jared, and that would have been Hurricane Jared. Yeah, <laughs> subway the guy. The subway. Just... Hurricane. Uh, what other hurricanes are there? I mean, um, Katrina. What did Katrina do? Probably something bad. Whoever Katrina. this Katrina uh, is. Hurricanes with female names, um, or like stereotypically female names, kill more people because people uh, take them less seriously oh. and don't evacuate. So we really should just stop gendering these names. Yeah. Oh Interesting. my God. Just name it the year. I learned on, like, for announcing public transit stuff, information is expressed from women, but directions are expressed from men. And people will follow, like, people will remember things insane. women say and people will do things men say. When you're in the airport, wow. listen for that. The sociologists oh. that decided that, yeah, that have that have done these studies, yeah, right. Good lord, yeah, we're fucked up as as people. And aren't so, we? like, at a certain point, are we building that in, right? Like, Absolutely. Right. At what point is it? Yeah, yeah. So that's fucking crazy. Certainly, yeah. it's its tail. Damn. Anything else about Twilight Zone? <laughs> we're in it. We're in. We're in it. We are in the Twilight Zone right now. Do you I, want to read these do, do, reviews? Do, 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 do. Yeah, I got a review. Yeah, what, what are the people? Thomas, think? do you want to read what? the review? Sure. Or, like we ha- we've had guests read the view- reviews recently. Okay. So the the. Yeah, I, I must say, both Adam and Leslie are remarkably well prepared for this. They Lisa. each have. <laughs> oh, sorry. That Lisa. happens all the time. Leslie just walked in. She did. Uh, where is this from? Is oh, I'm. It's from okay. IMDb. Yeah, and instead of an ellipses, there's four commas. <laughs> yes. Whatever. <laughs> Like all, this is from, should I say the user? Yeah. We don't want to yeah, talk about so. it. This is from user there. Martin Hafer. Thank you, Martin. I am the user Martin uh, According to Martin Hafer, like all cult TV shows, there's a group of people who love the Twilight Zone so much that they rate practically every episode like they are the greatest shows ever. <laughs> While several of them are indeed wonderful classics, the truth is, for every great episode, there are several that were mediocre and at least one that stank. <laughs> However, like diehard Trekkies, these zone lovers insist that all of them are gold. In fact, this is what initially got me to review some individual episodes of a couple cult series instead of the movies I usually watch. Thank you for your service. Uh, while this isn't the worst episode ever made, nor is it among the very worst, it is poor, okay. It is poor by any reasonable standards. A widow watches a long procession of Civil War soldiers going past her home. In the end, a very unexpected twist is revealed, and there isn't a whole lot of excitement or suspense here. <laughs> three out of ten. Uh, it doesn't three say what ten. he gave. Three, three out of ten, yeah. yeah very, three, three out of ten. ten. Well, you have a shared document here. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... What? Yeah. This, uh, this user wasn't thrilled by the episode no <laughs> but it wasn't the worst episode ever adam yeah no, well i mean neither was one it. of the worst <laughs> why do you say that just gonna start it off with a positive phrase let me know. yeah a it double wasn't. negative yes and and uh yeah why is it commas whatever yeah whatever <laughs> whatever yeah comma comma whatever. comma comma what do you think whatever. of that i mean I, I i could understand why someone wouldn't be wowed with yeah. this episode, I think if you if you look at it uh, as as we have twice and generously because we were going to talk about it, you <laughs> might be a little bit more like really 
invested. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, you know, uh, would I recommend like a Eugene O'Neill play to someone who like <laughs> is expecting to see an episode right. of like Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Like, no, they're going to think it's boring, even though this isn't as good as Eugene O'Neill. But like, you know, it's it's, it's, it's like sort of that, like that sort of <laughs> speed and cadence. But I don't know. I, I got no beef with Martin Haver. Halfer, uh, if you know, three out of ten, he gave it. He gave it three. Yeah, it's three dollars to spend. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's very generous of you. Yeah, Usually. I yeah, I thought it. This totally could have been a play, though. Like I thought there was yeah. a lot of artistry in it. Yeah, it, it's uh, what what drew drew me to this review was the idea that this guy usually reviews movies he spends his time his free time or or whatever time he feels like this effort is putting Mm -hmm. into he watches movies and reviews them but he's like no people have been telling me these trekkies all these trekkies he's got beef with trekkies preemptively defensive towards trekkies yeah they keep telling me to watch this zone thing yeah (laughs) they're all right yeah it, it is, I think it, it does fall victim to the, the sort of style of criticism where it's like, you're more complaining about the fans than the thing itself, mm-hmm. which I think is fine to do, but it's like when you're reviewing something, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. And he's like, well, like these, these fans say this is the greatest thing ever. So I have to like go back the other way on that. Well, yeah. and he's like, no, you don't. Yeah. He also brings, makes it a point to mention them right. and, and rather than, rather than just talk about the episode. Yeah. I love this like idea of having a show that's an anthology like series i mean we, that's like every episode is a new play every episode we get to explore themes yeah. and relevant things that we want to explore we get to storytell in all the different ways and all the fun ways we want to do that i love that idea uh it's wild that this show the twilight zone which is basically like what if sci-fi but in real life Mm-hmm. And, and it's like okay um yeah great um and let's tell those stories it's wild to me that that has like stuck around so long and, we, and people keep bringing it back not just telling our own you know anthology stories i guess that's like an exercise in like just telling different stories that maybe you wouldn't get told before or something like i don't know there's like horror anthologies people really like a little hit of it, you know? They don't necessarily want to watch the whole movie. Yeah. What makes this, like, a... What makes Twilight Zone, you know, other than the theme song and, and like, a sudden camera swing towards Rod (laughs) just suddenly on the the soundstage as well? You know, like, what makes that the Twilight... What makes a story a Twilight Zone story? I don't know. This doesn't tell me that. Yeah. Um, But, like... I guess the the sense of like dismal, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sense of uncanniness. I think mm. the familiar and unfamiliar at the same time okay. is like the sort of Twilight Zone thing. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was probably the first thing like it, though, right? I I feel like yeah. So like so much of the rebooting probably just has to do with the oh we're gonna like leverage nostalgia to endlessly franchise an intellectual property. You know? uh, yeah, it's like you could you could name this anything. I mean, it's like. Yeah, so many movies could be Twilight Zone movies if they wanted, you know. Black um, Mirror is Twilight Shining, Zone. Shining but... could mm-hmm. be Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, Get Out could be Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, uh, 
Jordan Peele is like literally writing for the new one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he is the. So is Jordan Peterson, by the way. <laughs> Jordan Peele is is the host as well. He he keeps popping up and being there as well. He's, yeah, they're doing that same like thing. I don't know. Forrest Whitaker was the host of one of them. Too. Oh really? Oh wild. Um, I I'm, I I think I was just very impressed by the like every episode. It's totally new characters. Yeah. Totally new set. Yeah. And like an entire story in 20 minutes. It was. That is impressive. That's hard. And I was invested in in these characters and they had like a powerful. Each of them had a little powerful moment. Yep. And and then. They random. This was season three, episode (laughs) four. This wasn't even like, oh, this is the best one. No. This was. And look, you can sink your teeth into this if you want. It was great. It was great. I'm impressed. I want to watch more. Yeah. I mean, I would watch more too. If it was on, I would be like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's we'll like, that's our caveat. This is If it's on at the DMV. If it's on. <laughs> Just play it and waiting. <laughs> maybe, maybe with our, with our therapy setup where I'm laying on the chaise lounge above and you're yeah. below, we just put a couple screens, screens between us between. and we watch together. I feel like this, idea. this show was probably scary to kids. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That face. Yeah. The, the like the silhouetted. Yeah. yeah. Wound reveal was was more realistic than I was expecting. Yeah, I was expecting super campy, because like a lot of the other like grotesque things in Twilight Zone, it was just like, oh, he's he's got a pig nose. Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. That's... Like, you know that which one I'm talking about? I've seen the images. Yeah. yeah. Where the episode is like the whole time there are these sort of like silhouetted doctors uh, talking about how like horrifying this uh like how horrifyingly deformed this woman has become mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god like we need like even though it's dangerous like we need to perform this surgery because she's just so horribly disgusting wow we like she could not live a day in her life being so like deformed which is like wow. a, yeah i mean <laughs> you want to do like a feminist analysis of that like a, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah yeah but then the reveal is that like it's like a traditionally just gorgeous woman, and then the doctors have pig noses. Uh, it's like uh, you almost groan, but it's like okay, I get it. Like oh yeah, beauty's constructed. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Um, but it's like they, it's like almost like a hairy dog joke. Like they just really like yeah. this woman is so ugly. That's how so- ugly is she? <laughs> For thirty minutes, and then the last scene is like a dramatic like swell of violence, mm-hmm. and it's like Marilyn. Oh man. Come on! They the um, I I I would have if I had seen that episode, I would have been like, eh, because that seems so much more heavy handed than level, this yeah. one was. This one felt more uh, like it was. Yeah, it was it was more universal. Even the like even the idea of of framing it as Confederate soldiers, which is not the people we're rooting for. It was a surprising, yeah. It was my first surprise. What yeah. a choice. It's like the protagonist <laughs> is a Confederate soldier who's yeah. wounded. And the, the woman is a is oh, a that's plantation a total, of grieving Confederate That's kind of like wife. a class yeah. choice too, isn't it? Because like Confederate soldiers being where you're born, not necessarily your choice to yeah. go off to war. And, but So it's not your choice necessarily to go off to war. And this guy, this guy he talks about, you know, the reason why he went off to war, he doesn't say that he was like, you know, he can't stand having black people have rights. He right. was like, he was like, my father pointed yeah. his finger at me and said, you'll never be a man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I'll go to war and become a to, man. To make dad. my dad proud. Yeah. And they also, the way she talked about the, the horns and the everything and they'll beat the Yankees in a, in a month. 
mm-hmm. to right. just sort of like the propaganda that was pushed on them. Yeah. As, yep. a, as a Southern culture. It's yeah. an interesting thing to consider that, you know, I feel like a lot of Civil War narratives don't necessarily talk about. Which I think is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it is fine. It yeah. is. It is interesting. It's like when you see it, you're like, "Oh yeah, like I've never re- like I have not seen that before." Right. Yeah. <laughs> Would I choose that over some other stories to tell? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But like, it's new. It surprised me. Yeah. You know? It's like yeah. And then, and then a universal thing of just having to face death, and instead of right. the Grim Reaper taking you along the way, <laughs> what if Abraham what Lincoln. if Abraham Lincoln just became you know a Reaper he, after this? Yeah. He walk around, meets yeah. people. Uh, he put and then he puts his hat on at the end. Hat like, on the, oh yeah, the hat puts on the top hat before he walks into the, the horizon. He needs everyone in hell to know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> sauntering into hell with an abraham lincoln top hat on jesus <laughs> uh thomas what where can we find you do you want people to find you, you can we tell no, anything I don't, I don't want anybody knowing anything about me cool <laughs> <laughs> we, we shared some very personal things that have happened to us but not yeah. anything like if yeah. you need to know where to find him i need you um, to sort through every high school in minneapolis <laughs> Yeah. For sh- for for high schools that put on Greece within the last ten years, probably all of them, I would think. Mm, probably it's popular in the yeah. and find all of the Kanikis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then you'll find them. Yep. Narrow them down from there. Somewhere. <laughs> you can find see if see if there's any videos put up anywhere from parents sharing their. Oh, that'd you know, be great. If we you can get follow me on video. You can follow me on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. Oof Dada is my. Oof Dada. Like any Oof Dada. And then Dada, the art movement. Dada. Hey, everyone, stop driving. Follow, follow Oof Dada on Twitter. Thank you. Stop driving. Stop driving. Hey, if I could just say one thing to people, it's uh, thank you for writing a review for us. Um, and please find other ways you can write reviews. Um, Have you guys gotten like written reviews? We've got a couple. Really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, hot. My what? girlfriend wrote a review. Her girlfriend wrote one review. said, you're hot. <laughs> it said, Lisa is hot. You guys are about to get another review. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Um, if you can write a review on where any you, of the... Where do you write reviews? Uh, Apple Podcasts would oh. be a great place to write one. I listen um, on Spotify. There's oh, no shit. way to write a review on Spotify. But We're you fucked. can send us an email if you just want to like reach out and talk to us. Send us an email at season3episode4pod at yeah. gmail.com. Uh, write any review. Here's one that you can uh, uh, just throw these words Give on him something, anything Adam. Give him and something. make it in a space that's visible to us. Just, okay, so go to our top post on our Instagram page. Put in the comments. What the fuck? Who? 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 Who let this happen? Who? Who gave a uh, a GED to either of these people? <laughs> I want, <laughs> I hold them in contempt of court <laughs> and uh, just post that. Thank you. Okay. We're both, you can have your GED we're both you. high school and college graduates, but yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's, Wait, that's you are that. a high school graduate, right? Yeah. I graduated high school. Yeah. It was a close one. <laughs> it was Ooh. a close one for me. Well. Another liminal thing Adam and I did. Yep. Because uh, neither of us, this is like kind of, we had met, but I feel like we, we kind of became friends. This was winter break of junior year. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I guess we were already friends at that point. Yeah. 
But maybe one of the first liminal things we did together was we had both not done enough homework. <laughs> that they gave us winter school. Uh, Do you remember that? That's awesome. You I and don't. I, you and I, during winter break, had to go into uh, school. Yeah. And they figured that if they just get us there. <laughs> that like what what else are they going to do yeah and the yeah. answer is find each other <laughs> and look up anagrams on the internet of people's names yeah for eight hours yeah several days in a row yeah during winter break oh my god and not write your essay never about frankenstein yeah yep wow. nope yep you couldn't yep. find anything in in oh frankenstein to, to talk about not in 2012, I shouldn't <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah, no this is a different Adam. Damn. Uh, thanks for listening You're to Season 3, Episode 4, Thomas. Uh, and I, also, I'm thanks, so glad to, thanks be here. to you for listening. I, I, yeah. I, well, I, I mentioned this to um, Adam and Lisa uh, before I uh, before we hit record, but I, I have been listening to this podcast a lot over the past, however long it's been on, two and a half years. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's with podcasts, it's uh, podcasts, you know, the, I'm not the first to <laughs> observe this, but the sort of parasocial thing mm-hmm. of like you're you're sort of socializing while also like just sitting on your couch and you know not actually uh, participating at all. It's just oh, I'm 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 hanging out with Felix Biederman and Matt Christman, but I'm just feeling quiet today. You know? yeah. Yeah, 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 they know more about uh, Iran than I do, so I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna listen. Let them. Let and them then you talk. sort of feel like you socialized, yeah. uh, but it's even weirder when you like know the people who are talking and like you have been in that exact situation and i caught myself like several times early on like literally chiming in like being in the bathtub like listening to the podcast a place where you frequently don't talk to anybody and i would just like try to like comment on something that adam had just said and i realized like oh i'm i'm alone and it's this was recorded a week ago. Uh, so it's nice to be able to actually chime in. I'm glad and... we could keep you company in the bathtub at three in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and I'm glad we could we could actually have you uh, speaking of liminal space. Be a part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we could have have you actually uh, take part in the thing that you are already doing. Though yeah. I in editing, I too will say something uh, in response to what someone has said. Yeah. Uh, but I get the super weird part of the thing I'm saying being the thing I say yeah. in the recording, and I forgot that I thought that is before. pretty crazy. Yeah, I yeah. do it all the time too. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit! <laughs> that like, is really I am crazy. programming. Yeah. Like, like that's where you hit <laughs> yeah. your, your like, program. The Adam personality is still yeah. functioning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm doing it right <laughs> now. Oh, I wish I had said this. Yeah, and then you say, and that. then I say that. I'm like, Immediately. oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sometimes the responses are just genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to season three, episode four. Our mm-hmm. theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. Check him as uh, check his band out, Space mm-hmm. Out Makeout on Spotify. Uh, you can find Elisa on Instagram at L I S S I S S I S S A. You can find Oz on Instagram at Ozzy the Buddy. That's O Z Z I E the Buddy. You can find Adam on Instagram at Damn HD, and you can find this podcast at season three, episode four. The words are words, the numbers are numbers. Join us next week. We will be in a tub with Thomas. <laughs> be there or be dirty. Bye. Bye. Bye.